0: Hello and welcome back to whatever it may be, the podcast where whatever it may be, we, we talk about whatever it may be. I'm your, uh, I'm your host, Gerbil, Gerbil Wetlock. <laughs> and uh, boy, have I got an exciting show for you today. Um, any of you that might have seen some of my exploits on the internet and how I act like a complete fool, you may have seen me with this gentleman or you may have just seen this gentleman. And I call him a gentleman because he is that, he's such a gentleman, and he's so handsome. Oh, you're so sweet. And, um, you know, he's he's tatted up, He's he's uh, got some colorful clothing on. The only person on your podcast that looks like a felon. <laughs> well, actually, I had Mickey on here. Oh, never mind. <laughs> and I think Mickey, I think for, for what it's worth, I don't know if he's a felon or not, but you guys have a similar look, you know? <laughs> He might have a little bit more in there. You know, he's getting his face tats removed. Anyway, guys, <laughs> Charlie Classic is on the podcast. What's up, buddy? Uh, not much, my friend. Just hanging out. What are you, uh, what are you doing?
1: Just podcasting your, your uh, little heart out?
0: I'm podcasting my little heart out. Um, you know, you see me. I got my setup here. I'm trying to make this thing work. I'm trying to make uh, people listen to me. And, you know, a couple of people are, which is cool. That's good, though. I mean, I like listening to you. Yeah, Sometimes well, I sneak in and I just, like, sit by you and listen to you sleep. Well, that's not something I really like, but... That's, I don't care if you like it. Well, that's... You know, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the beauty of my friendship with you is that uh, you don't care what I like. Uh, but... <laughs> Anyway, Charles,
1: uh, shit.
0: does anybody, does anybody still call you Charles? You know, it was funny. The, the only person,
1: not even my mom calls me Charles, you know, um, the only person who ever called me Charles was my, the strippers at the club when they were pissed off. They be Charles. I don't, I want to dance the Gucci man. I swear to God, Charles, you know, Charles. I, yeah. That's how you knew it. And then, <laughs> um, the manager, he refused to call me Charlie. He's like, I oh, only call people by the government
0: names. I'm like, okay. And you were, you were a strip club DJ for a while. Yeah, uh, did I'll you know. go by DJ Charles? No,
1: <laughs> I wish you were just DJ <laughs> Charlie Classic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wish I had a DJ name, but I didn't. I just you know it wasn't one of those DJs like because strip club DJs is all about talking. It's literally yeah. three buttons. I'm 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 pushing shuffle on a playlist like iTunes basically. Wow, you know, and, and it's just a little bit of mixing and stuff, but. You know, it's pretty much talking.
0: But you were matching up, like, BPMs and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because, like, I learned, like... You weren't just, like, a press play DJ.
1: No, 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 no. Like, I can match up and keep a crowd going and stuff like that. Because, you know, I had to go to clubs all over the country and stuff. and, And, you know, you have to keep the crowd alive when there's 300 people in a damn room. So you have to match up BPMs. And that's when you have to explain to a girl be like, Okay, you see how the last girl danced to Rage Against the Machine in Pantera? You cannot dance to Bob Dylan next. It can't happen.
0: Oh
1: it, <laughs> girls actually requested Bob Dylan. bro, I had girls dance to Bob Dylan all the
0: time. That's amazing. Yeah, fucking weird. So I, on my last episode, I was talking about how I was helping my friend Sky come up with uh, stripper names because she was like, and she like posted a story and she was like, I need I need a new stripper name. Uh, I so yeah. I sent her like a fuck ton, but one of my favorites or two of my favorites. one was Butt Prison, <laughs> which I think is a great name. <laughs> Yeah, because every time she drops it on you, you feel like you're capt- you know, captured by it. And then another one was Boat Trash Betty, which I think... Boat Trash Betty's good. So I want you to DJ announce Boat Trash Betty to the stage right, right now. Do you, do, you have, do you have some music? Let me, let me put some good music on. All right, gentlemen, coming up to main stage next, you got
1: the sexy boat trash Betty. I need you to get those dollars up there, guys, as she's got a titty tornado coming your way. Let's throw, throw, throw that cash. You're at the world-famous Charlie Classic Club. We got thousands of beautiful women and three ugly ones, but it's okay. We keep them in the back. Get those dollars
0: going, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. First of all amazing <laughs> and i could definitely say you made a lucrative <laughs> money off of that but also titty tornado is a great stripper <laughs> titty, T- titty tornado is good not like, even just a good
1: stripper move but like that's that's the reason like when because i when i became the head dj i got to run a lot of stuff the girls but one of the rules some of the clubs had was if i wanted to change the name of a girl a dancer i could Really? Hey, oh yeah, so because they were independent contractors. Uh, but
0: typical white yeah. guy being able to change uh, the way women are seen <laughs> in the media.
1: Uh, but, but, dude, like that's why. But the dancers I had, they were like my crew because I they come up and be like, I'd be like "Charlie's Hi, what's Angels," your name? <laughs> pretty much. But well, that's, that's char- what it have char- been, you know,
0: Charlie's, Charlie's, one, uh, <laughs> Charlie's, Charlie's. They're trying. <laughs> But, but like they'd come up and they'd be like
1: um yeah my name is sparkle and i'm like no no it's not you are mm, revolver uh you're <laughs> on stage in two so i had hatchet Revolver, ma- hatchet machete jane kai was uh hatchet kai so went by hatchet this is just like a horror core names well uh, there's jane doe and then i had saturn i had uh um oh my god what was her fucking name uh Like eclipse or something. I would come up with weird ass names that would draw people's attention because how many cinnamons? That's what I was saying in my
0: last episode. I was like, I was asking the listeners. I was like, please submit your names. Like what you would do, and I don't want obvious ones. I don't want like fucking cinnamon or sparkle chest or like, you know, the the regulars. Yeah, you got to get something honey bear. Yeah, you got to get like a sexy side flap Sally.
1: You know. Yeah, dude, that's what I. But at the old club, okay, so I I left. I left the club I was working at and I went to this really shitty club in Nashville and it, it, I could talk about it, but it was called Wicked Angels and it got raided uh, by the police after I left it. But it was insane there. We had a girl there named the darkness, not the the and she got so fucking pissed if you said next song with darkness i had to literally yeah, go to this is the next song with the darkness not the because i said the once and she lost her shit
0: yeah i could uh, i could definitely see me not making it bro and she only danced to like rammstein and shit and she, well, like that's sick <laughs> right, who doesn't like some Ramstein? But, but having to have the in the darkness but and- the
1: best was mudslide she was a day shift girl I swear to God, her, her name, name was, was Mudslide. Mudslide. You know I swear to God. I can already tell that I don't like you.
0: <laughs> I she was a big, big girl. <laughs> she was a big, big girl. Well, you see, what well, if you told me that a stripper's name was Mudslide? She picked her own goddamn name. At some point in the show, I would think this girl's gonna shit on me, <laughs> dude. Which she that, did. Which I wouldn't be down for. I've
1: told this story a bunch, and um, I, it, it, it's funny, but it really, it really. I'm not. I'm not making this up. So every girl has like. I guess, like a finishing move, like a wrestler, you know, on really? stage. They have, like, one girl does, like, one girl, she had this cool move where she didn't have to move her body at all, but she can make her ass twerk without moving her body. That was her signature move. That's M- wildly inappropriate. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but Mudslide's thing was, and I'm not making this up, Jeff. Oh, we had match, you know, the match books that we gave out to customers because yeah. you could smoke in the strip club. So oh, yeah, yeah, that's where, classy, bad was, baby. Classy. Classy. so she would go on stage and she did this every time she went on stage. She's a day shift girl. So there's only like six or eight day shift girls working. Imagine she goes on stage two to three times an hour. If there are customers in there, because there are only six to eight girls. Well, I mean, girls. you got I mean, that's like a shift, isn't it?
0: Is that typical? Yeah, it's
1: typical. So if there, that's the rules in most strip clubs. If there's a customer in there, girls do not stop going on stage, they, the whether rotation. they tip
0: or not. The rotation keeps going. It's like it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's not too much different from you being a radio DJ, and the girls yeah. are the songs. Pretty mm. much, And you got to keep the rotation going. You got to keep the rotation going, and you're gonna play some shitty songs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But dude, she would take the matchstick book and she had her nipples pierced and she had her uh, hood pierced and she would take a match and put it in each nipple ring and one in her what? hood ring and she would light each one. Her hood ring? You
0: mean her clitoral hood? Yeah, her clitoral hood.
1: Yeah. <laughs> clitoral. Clitoral.
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, spicy! <laughs>
1: but she would light. Uh, she would take the light the whole matchbook on fire. Oh light, God. light her nipples, then her uh, clit ring, and then take the whole matchbook, stick it in her mouth like a fire breather, close her mouth around it, and then blow the smoke out with her fingers and go. What? And put her tongue out every time she went on stage, bro. That's why
0: this podcast every needs to have time. a visual component because. <laughs> What Charlie just did <laughs> is insane. That's wildly inappropriate. Um, well, that's, I mean, this is, those, those are some good stripper stories. I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to have my podcast be all about strippers. Hey, my last you know, episode hey, was literally first, about strippers. First off, stripper you names. brought it up. I did, I did. Well, because you, you, you know, you were a strip club DJ. And I think that's something that's like very interesting about you. I mean, like one of the things that I like. You know, knew when I met you was that you had to be somewhat involved in that world because all you hung out with at the time were strippers. When I first met you, I still only hang out with pretty people, much strippers yeah. and porn stars, Jeff. No, you hang out with uh, yeah, porn stars. Yeah, I hang out with a certified, verified it's a porn. now, baby. You, <laughs> you updated, brother. You went into oh, it, but that's, that. that's great. You know, I, I'm I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people like. Or asking me, like, what do you What do you do in that world? Like, you don't fit into that adult film star world. What are you doing? I'm just like, I'm just down for the ride, man. You fit right in. Bro, the stuff we make on my OF,
1: when me and you sit down and write dialogue.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, and I'm happy to do that stuff because there's like a
1: comedic element to it, you know? Well, well, you know, because I don't, everybody thinks that, one, I get so many women mad at me because they think they're going to see my dingy dong.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's right. It gets that is, so mad. That is something to talk about. So you, you know, you've had great success on OnlyFans and in the adult film industry right. without ever showing your penis.
1: You know, and and it's for one reason. I got offered, and it's it's really petty. <laughs> well, one thing is, is like I think it's funnier. Well, no, you were worth the allure because I have an average cock, Jeff. <laughs> I, it's it's not a porn star. It's a, just a normal cock. You I know,
0: f- like I feel you. I get it. <laughs> I understand.
1: But, but it's for one reason, one reason only. Back in the day when we were on Vine, a porn company came to me and they because they you remember uh like uh Tori Ivano and other porn stars that were big on Vine. Yes, how could I
0: forget Tori? Oh god, Tori, I love you.
1: Um <laughs> but uh they went to them and they contacted me and they wanted to do a porn called Do Me for the Vine. All I need is 6 seconds.
0: And they were like, "Charlie, we got to see well, that hog." Brother. They
1: offered me 70 grand. Oh. And and I turned it down because I was supposed to do a deal with uh, some Sprite uh, drops coming up, and I had a thing where I just <clears> had a vine <throat> go for the new X Men movie uh, mm-hmm. that was going on True TV right. So or I think it was True TV but um, I didn't do it. And now to this day, if someone's like, "Hey man, you want to be in? The, you show your dick?" I'm like, 70 grand, 70 grand cash. I 70, mean, I'm not doing yeah. it for less, dude. I, like I, like I might start a GoFundMe. You put Honestly, seventy grand. today, that, yeah. my dick on
0: today that. I would do it for seventy k for sure.
1: You know, that's I got fucking
0: bills to pay, dude. (laughs) And everybody else's dick is on the internet, so why not?
1: Yeah, you know, and like, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll just put something weird, like just my taint. You know, I was talking about that
0: last. That was a really intense sigh.
1: If you wanted to see my taint
0: or something, no, I just I (laughs) I sigh because of how much OnlyFans has kind of showed the world that you know, like there's something for everybody.
1: You know? and I really hate on people that hate on OnlyFans. Like, I really, truly hate it because if you want to show your tit for $20, $100, whatever, let people do what the fuck they
0: want to do. Absolutely. It doesn't, it doesn't
1: hurt you at all. Don't look at their hoo ha.
0: Like, yeah, I mean, the thing about OnlyFans is like, if you don't like it, you don't have to subscribe. At all. It's not like, I mean, I mean who's going to go pay money to get upset? A lot of people, Jeff. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people have... You ever been for- to a
1: Dallas Cowboys game?
0: <laughs> a lot of people pay for Wi-Fi just to get upset at people on the internet. That's actually fucking Which true. is crazy to me. If you think about that, it's trolls like, are really paying just to you're be You're paying angry. just to be angry. You know, if you, you had something about bad about to that. say about somebody, and that's why I never understood cancel culture, because it's like, you know, what are you doing? If you don't like it, don't consume it.
1: You you know, but I also understand, like, here's where I get fucking ran into the split road. Mm -hmm. I like cancel culture on some aspects because I feel that some things... People need to be held accountable, not canceled, but held accountable for the dumb shit they say. Because back back in the day before the internet existed, you could say some dumb shit and three people in your town might tell other people in your town, but people in Texas ain't going to know. You post that shit online now... Your right, grandma, right, right. your grandma's friend, your cousin's neighbor right. in Ohio is going to know. But I like that when people but do that's, dumb shit. That's the thing, though. But the, people getting canceled for comedy, that's not okay.
0: The obsession of accountability is just so, it's it's archaic. I don't I don't understand, like, in, in these times, people want so much to be, you know, like... And, and accountability is great. I'm not against accountability. Of course, like, if you say something stupid or do something stupid, it's like... You did that. Right. But the automatic, you can never come back from this and mistakes can never be made. That's stupid. Situationally, it's stupid. Listen to If it's something that that you should be tried for in court or it's like something that's like illegal or something that's like a detriment to like society as a whole and you're continuing to do it, like, or if it's like a sickness, like pedophilia or, you know, like that, like can't tell the kind of shit sh- out of those Yo. motherfuckers. Get off the internet, <laughs> go to a fucking hospital, get chemically castrated. I don't fucking know what you got to do. Stop doing it. Right. But it's just like, you know, I mean, I don't know, which I'm sure you deal with a lot of because, you know, your stuff is kind of risque or. I mean, I deal with a lot of people trying to hate on me and and, you know, and it's mostly
1: I always tell people this and when they come at me about jokes I make or the videos I make with girls. Cause I get hate because a lot of people are like, Oh, you're using girls as objects. And I'm like, these are my friends. We come up with these skits together. Like right. it's, it's, it's satire. And I tell people, I'm like, you know, people could try to come at me for that shit. And I'm like, you know, Michael Jackson might've diddled some kids, but I guarantee if you, I put on beat it, you'll dance, you they, know, because, yeah. because some things people can get over, but now this obsession with stuff, you know is yeah, it's crazy with trying to just end people's careers over a joke or a stand up like when people were going after Kevin Hart and going after Eddie someone was going after
0: Eddie Murphy's stand up he did in the 80s i'm
1: like are yeah, you kidding I mean, me like it's a different time are you kidding like, me?
0: like show some kind of value in growth of society yeah, by understanding that, you know, like like that's why I can look at stuff that might be in the past that might not fly today and just be like, yeah, that wouldn't fly today. But that's just because we've come that far. Right. And I don't you know, I, the, the thing about comedy is like, you know, we're we're, you know, these kind of losers that just have Twitter fingers think that they're the arbiter of what's funny and what's not funny.
1: That's that's the thing.
0: Dad, I, I just don't get that and I I won't ever I won't ever get it. I, don't well, I, have, I know,
1: you know, I I I try to put it in this argument because everything can be funny in a certain context because I I'm the person who made a joke at my brother's funeral when I was giving eulogy. You know what I mean? Like everything can be funny in a context. And right. I put it this way, rape not funny no. at all. Mm-mm. But if someone says, "Man, I want to rape the shit out of that pizza." I've seen that in movies in comedy movies where they say things I think like think. I mean, I think it could but be
0: said in a better way. It, for like- sure,
1: for sure. But you, you get what I'm saying? Like... I'm not saying everything
0: is funny in that well, cause, way because the pizza doesn't have much. a will, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, well thank god because I've been
1: murdering pizzas like I've been right, eating them mechanically.
0: In order to do that, you have to go against somebody's will and
1: there's Exactly.
0: You know, you know. So like I understand like if somebody said it like, I personally I wouldn't take offense to it but if there's somebody in the room that's dealt with something like that and it right. like, that's triggers different. them that's Then different. it's like, you know, okay, fuck that. Like I would never say that.
1: Well, you know? exactly. I mean, but you know, you got to you got to also look at the the way comedy works. I feel like comedy is one of those things that can take ideas and things that are usually looked down or bad and put them in a sense where you can look at them in a different light of laughter. Uh, You know, everything from car crashes to suicide, things like that. Light out of the dark. Absolutely. You know, and I, I love dark comedy, man. Like I'm one of those people like suicide's not a funny thing, but I'm not gonna lie. There's been some comedians who have made some funny jokes. And, no, I mean, you know, they've been
0: based around that. that I've exactly dealt with suicide. I've been suicidal, so yeah. when I I I'm literally writing a a pilot right now that in very much involves like a lighter side of suicide, not glorifying it or making it cool or anything like that. But it's just kind right. of you know, it's it's it it deals a lot with. The process of coming to that conclusion, wanting to do that, and also the process of realizing it's not a good idea. But there is a dark comedy element to it where yeah. some people might be like, oh, you know, it's never funny. And I don't think it's funny at all. But when you're a comedian and you're, you know, you deal with things that I've dealt with or you're bipolar and you have to deal with these kind of mental anguishes of, you know, being in the limelight or or being followed by and you know a, a lot of people some of it can get pretty fucking hilarious. Like some of it can literally be hilarious. The way that you deal with the way that you come to these, you know, ideas and and like, do I want to be here anymore? And it's like, well, you know, if I'm not, then I'm never going to have a Wendy's frosty again. I mean, and that hurts my feelings. And like, that's, you know, it's, it's just one thing in the million, like the grocery list of like, you, know, you got to look at it and you got to be able to make a light out of it because maybe, and and not maybe, definitely that's going to help somebody see it the same way. There's right. going to be somebody who, who isn't walking in my shoes that might be suicidal. That might be like, you know what? He puts a, a very funny light on this to where I've kind of realized this isn't the only solution. I mean, and that's phenomenal because... Great. Right.
1: And man, I, I mean, you know, me and you both struggle with mental shit and, and a lot of people see like, Mine in your life online, and they and what people don't they that's see the only the things we
0: post they know they they know what we post, they don't know us right, and that's kind of like where this parasocial connectivity of like people are trying to understand you or people trying to automatically assume who you are and what you do and and jumping to the utmost terrible of conclusions just because they see what you post or just because they know this fifteen seconds at a time you or you know, this live streaming you or whatever. And it's just ridiculous. You don't fucking know me.
1: I mean, I I literally only play a douchebag, a piece of shit online. Like, I feel like you can ask pretty much anybody that's ever met me. And I'm
0: pretty damn nice. And I have. (laughs) And they've all pretty much said that you were nice. Uh, Because, you know, I I rallied with a bunch of people. I was going to try to cancel you. Oh, fuck. For what? I didn't find anything. Thank God. I You know, nothing. Well, just so you know, I do open my pops. You open your pops? Yeah. What is that? You know, the little pop collectibles that everybody keeps in the box? Funko pops. I open those bitches. I tear into them. Well, you know, some people bite cheese sticks instead of peeling them. Those people should be in prison. <laughs> what? You say that uh, jokingly, but there probably is like a kind of like pitchfork union of people that are like, we really need to make sure. That Bro, those there's, a a I hate there's a
1: IHateMayonnaise.com. There's a IHateMayonnaise.com.
0: Okay. Who is that ran by? Mm,
1: definitely a white person.
0: Just, it has to be a white person. <laughs> no, white you people can't. love mayonnaise. Oh, shit, you're right. White people love mayonnaise, dude. Yo,
1: I used to hate mayonnaise, and now I love it. Well,
0: your, your taste buds are growing, you know? Is that a thing? Yeah. Is it one day I'm just going to like dick? <sighs> like, how far do they grow? You could. <laughs> you know, you don't know about anything. <laughs> just wake you really... in the
1: morning and be like, I miss
0: the taste of dung. So <laughs> you really give it a try. You don't know. <laughs> Have you ever tasted dick? I don't. Listen.
1: I think college was weird.
0: <laughs> that doesn't count, okay? If that counted then it doesn't count if you close your eyes, Jeff. Everybody knows that.
1: I can feel it all the way down in my plum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, oh, you know, that's cute. that's that. So, mm-hmm, I mean, you you had a quite the career of, you know, kind of having this content where you're uh you know making silly humor out of adult you know content and film stars and whatnot and they seem to be loving it they keep coming back they keep you know wanting to collaborate with you i've been in the room with you guys i mean they're always having a fucking fun time and yeah and you know what's what's great about (laughs) it is that regardless who likes it at the end of the day after you're done filming it you love it they fucking love it and they repost it, they have a good time with it, and you have this audience that literally just fucking idolizes you. Like, I see it in the comments, I see it in your live, and I, I think say, that's so sick. I say this, and I I will stand by
1: this 100%. Um, I don't care whose followers they think are more badass Low-lifes are ridiculous. Ma- and you call ma- it for what
0: it is. You're just like, yeah, I'm a fucking low-life. Like, Get over it. I'm a low-life. It's, like it's not like you're, it's not like you're, I don't know, I guess kind of like, hey, guys, it's me, Daryl. I'm a family vlogger, <laughs> and uh, this is this is my wife, and these are my kids, and then people I mean, are okay. finding out that you're hanging out with porn stars and strippers, <laughs> and that's that's kind of the thing. And, like, I've I've actually kind of been guilty of that, of, like, not sharing a lot of like my my personal life and you know like which I don't want to and I don't give a shit to do it I don't need to do right but when you just kind of leave out a lot of things and you don't really talk about a lot of things then when they come to the surface people are like oh I would never have expected that from you that makes you terrible and I'm just like no I'm fucking I'm a guy like you know like yeah, yeah you you spend so much time trying to distance yourself from that kind of stuff and and. Then, in turn, it labels you a certain way. Whereas, to so you come out and you're like, yo, this is low life. We're fucking scumbags. Like, <laughs> we, uh, we fucking love porn. But
1: and- the the thing I, I think I love, and I think the reason that people, because look, man, on, on my OF, yeah, I film a lot of scenes for, you know, big porn stars and a lot of the OF girls and stuff. And I could film the hottest scene, Jeff. And people will like the behind the scenes of everything that happened that day more. And I really think that my platform kind of like breaks that stereotype of adult entertainers because on my page, it's not just a pretty picture like on theirs. You get to know them and talk to them and see how funny they are, how smart they are, how Ew. creative they are, and not just look at them. You Cause know, cause you have a podcast Googlers. as
0: well, where yeah. you talk to them extensively. Yeah. I have
1: a podcast on Spotify and all that good stuff yeah. called Total Chat Show.
0: I've been on it. Yeah, you have been on it, my friend, multiple times,
1: <laughs> multiple
0: times. Um, yeah, I mean, That's, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's a solid thing to have, kind of a foundation where you have this kind of core following of people that actually believe in you and you know, don't necessarily need to know every value or aspect of your life, but they take it for what it is on the surface. Oh no,
1: Jeff, the ruthless. When, um, I, uh, (laughs) I had an ex a while back that I was, you know, we were not together. I literally had people Snapchatting me their new boyfriend in a bar in another state following him. And they're like, you may fuck this dude up. I'm like yeah hold back boy hold back pull the reins back we gotta we gotta take a time
0: out for a second because that's not that's not you I I mean you you I mean that I mean of course that's that's awesome that they're ride or die for you like that yeah but but, I mean the reason why they had this kind of like inquisitive what's going on is because you kept that you kept that off social media really for the most part
1: yeah I did man because like I put pretty much 90% of my life you know so I felt like the relationships I had a lot of the time, and, I, and I've learned it a lot more recently, that needs to be mine. You know, I need right. to have something that's mine because, I mean, honestly, if you follow me, you get 90% or more of my life. You know everything that's happening in my life. Yeah. You know, and and sometimes that's scary to put out to millions of people just because, you know, I don't want everybody to think that just because I have this crazy, weird insane experiences that my life's not hard that I don't have hardships and depression and troubles and <clears throat> bad spurts, you know, and well, they and, don't see that. So they don't you assume know, you do, you know, they, they don't assume that, but I've started putting that out more just for the sheer fact that I don't, I want people to know I'm just a dude. Like I'm the right. a guy who would live in the double wide over by the gas station.
0: Like, right. You know what I mean? Like but they, but they, what they don't see and what they don't assume only makes them assume more. And by that, I mean, You weren't very vocal and you didn't really talk about your breakup and all this other stuff, which means some of like, you know, the trash or the, the worst kind of people would automatically assume since you are who you are and you do what you do. Oh, he had to have cheated on her.
1: Oh man. You know what I mean? Oh, he
0: had to have done this. Oh, he had to have, you know, whatever. It's almost like what you don't share leads those people to assume the worst.
1: Assume more. Absolutely. The less I share, the more people assume. And, that, and, that, and, that, and that's, that sucks because dude, it, it's really, it's hard for me to get relationships because you got to imagine all of my friends, you know, I have like a handful of male friends. All my friends are female. Yeah. Cause that's what I work with and hang out with 24 seven. So you hang out with people for years and years and you become friends with them. Right. And it's hard because they do the same industry I am, the adult industry. So imagine being my girlfriend and you look over at your de- dude you're dating phone and a girl sending him pictures of her hoo-ha being like, does this look good for, you know, the OF? And I'm right. like, yeah, this looks great. Great lighting. It's hard for girls to deal with that. And especially because if you see me do a video with something, people will screenshot that, send that to the girl I'm dating and be
0: like, oh, my God, just say what he did. And she's like. I'm right here in the other room, right? Of course I saw, you know, but yeah, that's, and that's, I mean, it's what it is, but I mean, they, they don't take into consideration any other element. They just automatically assume because you didn't share this or you didn't wake up in the morning and be like, Hey guys, you guys should know that, you know, yada, 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 blah, 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 something intimate, something personal, something that, you know, I, I feel like I should only share with the therapist and that's ridiculous yeah. Because even in your light where people are, people might say, oh, like this guy's a womanizer or this guy's sexualizing women in his videos and blah, blah, blah. They're not looking at the comments of like hundreds of girls sexualizing you in your own comments. <laughs> yeah, right. Girls are like, oh, daddy, I want to fuck you. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, like right. stuff like that. And it's like, and you don't, of I mean, course. I like it, ladies. What's up? You <laughs> like it and you don't mind it. But that's just like, it's because of the fact that like, you know you're not addressing it or talking about it and and making it you know a valid point i just i just don't get how a lot of people
1: assume that i am like like a womanizer or that i'm going to be rude to girls or say like oh hey nice tits uh, uh, you know honey i'm not like that like no. you know and 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 that's what i don't understand how people don't process if you see me working with all right. of these women over and over why would they come back if I'm a douchebag? Why would they keep years and years?
0: And it's like, they, you know, they're all doing their own thing and they're all doing yeah. it, you know, very well. And, and, you know, aside from even being here, like in their own time, they're they They have great careers and you yeah. know, it's not like they, they need something from you. So it's, it's, you know, you know, it's, but people don't want to take that into consideration. They don't want to look at that. I know they just, they just want
1: to be like, oh, fuck this guy. You know what it is? And I feel this. I feel this. The number one drink in America, regardless of what anyone says, is tea. Everyone wants the tea. All people want is this drama. Is like metaphorical? Yes. Okay. All people want is drama. So if they can't if they can't find drama and can't oh, you're find right. the tea, you're so right. they will create it. You're because so if, right. because if they can't find it, they make it. They have to. They have to, because there's some people whose pages are literally based, their entire following is based
0: off drama. And they're going to get more likes and retweets off of drama. Because people love drama. But it's not only that, it's the common bond. If you're somebody that struggles to make friends in real life, and you're alone all the time, and you don't really have the wherewithal to not be socially awkward, which I get. I mean, I'm there too sometimes. Yeah. But if you find a common bond in hating someone, Then you're gonna do that. More than likely you're gonna be like, oh, like this person's attacking this person. Well, yeah, I don't like that person either. Maybe we should, you know, do it together. And then you feel like you have friends. Well, yeah, it feels like a group thing. And then exactly. So that's when it becomes like just hard to look at. Like it's it sucks, man. I I mean, and
1: I, I really wish that people would understand that, you know there's so much people don't see online and you just, okay. So like I didn't put that I was dating a girl online, but for five years with Erica, I did. And when me and her split up for two years, I couldn't post a video without someone
0: being like, you fucked up. Where's Erica? Because they just, like that. they just want to assume that, but they then only I don't want to assume that
1: I don't put girls on. And then they fucking freak out with other comments being like, where's this? But then my last relationship with Lydia we are both very well-known social media influencers. We put our relationship online. Everyone
0: saw us together. Mm-hmm. We had started a
1: page of just me and her. Yeah. You know,
0: all this shit. Which I think, you know, like, is detrimental in some ways.
1: Well, I don't like, know. Like, I get, I get where you were going. Fun. Yeah, no, I get where you're you know? going.
0: And you get, in, being that both of you are on an OnlyFans and both of you, you know, do that kind of stuff, like, it's definitely more understandable. Right. But, like, still, like where I am and stuff, I feel like it's so much more crucial for me to not involve people as much as possible right away. Right. Like in the beginning stages of a relationship. And which is smart, which is smart because, because it could fizzle out.
1: Well, it's, it's not only that, but because we were so, you know, both putting stuff out there when we did split up and we didn't have a bad breakup. We were still friends. We hang out, we talk all the time, like fucking we're good. Right. But to the internet, because she started posting with another guy and we didn't address it. dear, god oh my god the assumptions run wild. holy shit dude the hatred i got the hatred
0: she got from my followers because my followers were just like a fucking (laughs) attack right because i mean it's (laughs) it's gonna be on both sides you
1: know and and there's no hatred towards the dude she's seeing
0: there's no because i'm an adult right you know i I, like like i always
1: don't work out sometimes you know
0: and you guys were together for a long time so like that stuff accumulates but for me I learned a valuable lesson when I adopted a dog several years ago. I adopted a dog from a breeder, and um, it was like a little teacup Shih Tzu. It was like an imperial I Shih Tzu. That. Well, here's why you don't remember. I got it from the breeder, and I immediately was posting stuff with it. I mean, he was a puppy. It was a little baby animal, and within. You know, a week and a half of having it, I had found out that it inherited parvo from its its uh, mother. Damn. And this this is actually pretty common in breeding, you know, facilities and whatnot, and and indoor people breeding dogs and whatnot. But it died, and it was tough. I wasn't so emotionally attached to it that it like ruined my year, right? But it was tough enough for me to be like, damn, that sucks. Like, I, I really love this dog. And, you know, it sucks that I'm not going to be able to have a dog. But the, f- the, the part where I fucked up and the lesson that I learned is once you show something like that to the Internet, I still get messages to this day that are like, hey, man, what happened to your Shih Tzu, Nola? And I'm just like, "God, that had to be like eight years ago. No, it was, yeah, it was probably four years ago at the most. I don't remember. Yeah, because I got Jolene shortly after and she just turned four. Okay, okay. Oh, so okay, I was, okay. oh yeah, I was in LA and, oh. um, but that's just, It just goes to show you like you're gonna, you do that and then you got to answer so many questions later on. And then I have to, you know, I find myself in the DMs just like, yeah, well, no, I had Parvel, you know, I had Parvel, no, I had Parvel. And then you think you got it all covered. And then a hundred more people are like, Hey man, didn't you have a Shih Tzu? And then it's like, that's just for a dog. Right. Imagine getting into a relation with some relationship with somebody like the day after you guys officially start dating and you guys are hanging out. You're just all over the internet about it. And you guys are like still on the honeymoon stage. Everything looks grand. Everything looks awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple months later, even, even a couple months later, you're like, this isn't working out. I don't, I'm not really interested in this. This isn't, or they, they decide that. Yeah. Then it's like, do you have to, automatic and this is where i come back with like having to always tell the internet about your life or what you're doing or be held accountable for the most minimalistic things. Do you have to come on and be like, Hey guys, I know you guys uh, loved me and so-and-so, but uh, you know, I, we figured out it just didn't work. I mean the, like it, that thing is, it's easier. yes, that easier. is, but that, if that is a pain <laughs> that you're going through or a realization that you don't want to necessarily be, you know, captivated by and always thinking about
1: yeah. Oh, trust me. Do the comments with me. And it's Eric better to just figure harder. it out. Isn't yeah. it
0: better to just figure it out? Isn't it better to just get to a point in a relationship where you're like, yo, we've done so well together for almost a year now or almost, you know, seven months now to where it's like, now I feel as though I can definitely reveal you to the internet because you're not going anywhere. Right. You know I mean? Once you get that, like, well, and if I- you do, it
1: won't be for a while. I mean, the thing is, you wait a while before you move into somebody. You should probably
0: wait a while to tell the entire I, world I agree. that you guys are doing. I agree. And because I don't want it, like, if I love someone that much, why would I let the internet fuck it up? Bro, man, I you know, if I look back in
1: the times, Erica did not, she didn't really care for social media. It wasn't her thing. She never really posted and stuff. Right. But she was happy to help, you know, be in my stuff because she loved me and and she wanted me to be happy and making content made me happy so she's like yeah I'll be in a video and she was just in little city videos but the second you know that's on the internet and people could see the love between me and Erica I think that I mean we were together a long time so eventually we're going to post together right you know but I think that people get invested in relationships, because they watch us all the time, and they watch you know my relationships and how they evolve because I put everything there. But they get invested, and then when it ends, man, I really feel it's like I mean, this isn't like I'm not trying to sound like big headed or anything, but you know, it's like they're watching a season of a show, and one of their favorite characters taken off,
0: right? Well, and and it's detrimental, like you know when Glenn was killed on Walking Dead, I flip shit. I get that, but that's but that's also a good way to put it because what sucks about that is the fact that they're also watching a hundred other shows that are giving them this kind of impression of what a relationship should be. Right. And what, what, uh, you know, what should be happening in a relationship when they, the actuality is every relationship is going to be different. Every person is different. So it's like, if my followers, my followers have pretty much always known me to be single. I haven't had any like big I mean I you know I had relationships on Vine with you know other girls that were on Vine and it was kind of like a thing or whatever but you know it it fizzled out in the way that it needed to and you know we were still friends and and people you know were were cool with that but in what I'm trying to say is if somebody's already following like a famous couple and they're picture perfect always working out because of course they only show you when they work out <laughs> right Then they're going to say, that's how this person should be. And that's not the truth. Oh, no, not at all. Relationships are different. So when they see me as a single guy and they're like, why isn't he doing this stuff that we're expected to see out of relationships that we follow? I get chastised for it. And it's like, okay, that's what you're used to with them. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I'm the same fucking guy and I'm going to be dating the girl that I'm automatically having that kind of chemistry with and we're not going to have problems because they don't have any problems or they choose not to show you their problems because why would they? Bro, everybody has stuff
1: behind doors. Every, every person, fucking every person. Every person. And, you know, and, and, I, and I stand to that. Like, the fucking Pope has shit behind his doors. You know Dude, the Pope everybody. is...
0: You know, he's drinking beer and <laughs> taking sake shots at lunch, this motherfucker. Probably flipping off children. <laughs> like, Fuck you, kid. You,
1: you know it, it it's Hold up. Oh. <laughs> 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 I love it. You know, I I just I've learned uh, over the years, man, I don't think there's a right or a wrong way to do things. And I feel that way with the Internet, with career, with waking up every day and just starting a day and life in general. There has never in the history of ever a goddamn directions or a guide no one no. knows exactly what to do there's not one person on this motherfucking earth that can tell you how to live a life because no one has ever fucking given
0: you a goddamn directions
1: there you there's you also not make a manual this shit
0: up. There's, there's no a, manual <laughs> there's not a manual on how to please everyone either well that that doesn't exist it doesn't will. exist never will. and in as much as you try please everyone give them money that's the only way Exactly. As much as you try, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. You can't, right. you have to accept that, you know, you're not always going to do everything everybody wants or expects you to do. And, uh, you know, you just got to kind of fucking realize that that's the way life is. And if people aren't going to accept you for, who you are take your mistakes with a grain of sand and say, you know, hopefully he learns from these or hopefully they learn from these and, and we'll fucking move on and either not consume this content anymore or fucking, understand what it is and understand that that human that you know regardless of how long you've been on the internet or how many people are watching everything you fucking do you're still human oh 100 you're just a human with a weird ass viewing base yeah you
1: know because it, dude i, I and, and you know i don't want to sound old but it's it's crazy to me to think about like back in the day when i got like my first like chirp next hell and I was so enamored by that fucking just in, in high school, just fucking my first cell phone. Looking back at it, holding that in high school and 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 going to class. And I'm like, I never if, you if you would have told me that I would live my life and make my career off of what I was holding in my hand, I would have called you batshit crazy. I'm like, I mean, this motherfucker is snake. I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> you know, could you imagine? We were talking about this the I other day. Snake. Could you imagine if someone realized to put ads on the game Snake. Billions, billions billions of dollars have been lost out. (laughs) Damn. That was on every cell phone known to man. If you
0: could go back in time, that's what you would do. 100%. You'd be like, hey man, we need to put ads in between games on Snake. Even if they're like little digital...
1: Yeah, just a pop up like next tail, Thank you.
0: God, dude. If <laughs> bro, I was bro. if I was in the office, if I was in the round table and somebody was like, "Yo, we need to be putting fucking ads on Snake." Jesus
1: Christ, it's Jason Bourne.
0: <laughs> this guy is genius. <laughs> I, I- fucking ads on snake and snake too Oh shit yeah we gotta get we gotta build a fucking time machine
1: but people are like be like uh these two uh, these two internet social media influencers have finally built a time machine what's the first thing you're gonna do we're going back to talk to the people who made snake
0: we're getting we're getting on this monetization (laughs) thing early dude (laughs) early early nokia monetization
1: real quick to go back real quick I, i you know my my brother Corey from
0: free throw uh, he said, this. "Free throw! What a great band! Great band! Great band! Amazing new album!" I was pissed to see that they weren't on the fucking uh, that's, when I don't we think were young. That's tour. Real,
1: bro. I don't think that's real. I, logistically, of,
0: it doesn't make sense.
1: All of, okay. There's like it's in one day, one day, twelve all, hours. All those bands would only get in between setups, even if they had right. three stages. You had like a
0: eight minute set, yeah, <laughs> three songs, it, it, four if you don't talk. I was. It's funny. I was talking to Brendan Urie, and because because I was I was amazed that Panic wasn't on it. But then again, maybe maybe panic shouldn't be on it. I don't know.
1: I don't think they're like established as like an old school pop punk band.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, that's why like AFI and shit would be like old school. Yeah, but I you know, I guess, yeah, you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not in that world a lot. But anyway, I was talking to him and I was like, this doesn't seem logistic. Like it doesn't seem like it could work. And he was like, Yeah, no, I I don't know how they're gonna pull this off. Maybe it's like just the hits. And that gave me the idea there needs to be a festival called Just the Hits. 40 bands, three songs per band. All they play is their hits. Oh, my God. The headliner has to be Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. Oh, I get knocked down ending the show. Actually, Chumbawamba performs. uh, I get knocked down after every five acts just to liven up the mood. No way! <laughs> no, that would
1: be great. Oh, oh, okay.
0: I thought you said they did it real life. I was like, I'm going to a show. <laughs> no, 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 like, like Chumbawamba starts it with, I get knocked out. We fucking party. No, they just come out in between every right.
1: act and play. I and then, like five acts
0: later, they're like, "Hey guys, how everybody's having a good time? We're getting knocked down again." <laughs> and dude, I'm i was, in. I was well, fucking
1: just the hits. Well, I'm in for that, uh, dude. There's so many bands. Like, uh, how
0: bizarre. Pretty. OMC in the front seat (laughs) (laughs) is in the back. I don't know, but it's, it's a great great uh, song. That's a good idea. Speaking of music though, wait, wait, I want to say
1: this for, for we get away from it. My brother said something on stage uh, years and years and years ago Mm -hmm. that really resonated with me. And it changed a lot of the way I think about stuff. And I don't think you really understood that the impact of him saying this would have on people in the crowd, including myself, his own brother. He said, Stop trying to make everyone happy and focus on the person in the mirror because that's the individual you have to spend the rest of your life with. It's so and true. If that person isn't happy. You're
0: fucked. You're so
1: true. And it resonated with me and changed the way I thought about everything because it, and I wouldn't be where I was if my brother hadn't said that on stage one
0: day. Why didn't you tell me that a year ago when I was uh, suicidal? <laughs> And I was Wait. in your kitchen crying Well, day. because
1: I was busy rubbing your feet and shoulders and feeding you pudding. <laughs> okay, it didn't... Why cry. the fuck lying? Why are you always
0: lying? That ain't never happened. <laughs> you can if you wanted to. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing your brother said. I, I definitely, I love that. And um, I want to get into it before we get, before we run out of time. Speaking of music, you're working on a project now. Yes, which is crazy. I'm glad to be helping out with... Um, oh. And and providing some bars for yeah you're on
1: a couple songs I'm fucking stoked you're on one of the first singles coming out
0: Ah, man I can't wait it's gonna be good man and how's that been going I mean like you don't I mean you you've dabbled with music in the past but you've never been this deep into it where like
1: my family's always been really musical like my dad like you know he he got us into music really really young and he's always been so pushing about it and my brothers have been touring like 250 days a year since for the past, I don't know, seven, eight years. Right. And he's always been behind us. When I was like, when I quit a job with a 401k and a fucking full pension, and I'm like, hey, dad, I think I can make jokes and film titties on the internet for a living. <laughs> he literally was like, well, you're going to be pissed if you didn't try. Go for it, son. He, and you know he's always <sighs> pushed us like that. But we've always been musical, and I, I just, I wanted to make an album, and I wanted to hit a lot of different genres, because I feel like I'm going to be dead soon. Might as well make an album with a bunch of fucking cool songs. I
0: you're gonna live till 150. <laughs> oh, I'd be so pissed. All right. I'd be so fucking dude, mad. I, yeah, come come fucking like 85. Yeah. Oh. Call it, dude. Yeah,
1: man. I'm calling it.
0: I mean, although being and old And that's generous.
1: Being old's gonna be fun though. Like getting to like do whatever you want and then just pretend you have no idea what the fuck's going on.
0: Yeah. That's going yeah. so good.
1: I'm just going to start like putting my hand to people's
0: foods. On, like, sir, you plates. can't just walk out of here with that sandwich. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Could you imagine if a dude just got a Subway sandwich and he's going to pay? And he's just like, oh. yeah, no. And he you. goes to walk out and they're like, <laughs> and they're like, sir, you have to pay for that. And he's like, no, I didn't. I thank saw so World much. War One and Two. Eat a dick.
0: <laughs> thank you so much. Appreciate it. <laughs> That's how I picture Joe Biden goes to Subway. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's uh, but the the music process and and writing and I like Charlie. And this is funny because I like I see him. I've seen him do this. I've witnessed this. He'll go park his car in a parking lot just to write music. (laughs) That's how I wrote the whole album, bro. Jojo, Go lay down. That's how, that's how I wrote the whole album. And it's because
1: when when we were teenagers and we were writing like, you know, just rapping the beats and like singing the songs and stuff, we right. always sat in the car and listened to my brother's new beats. Absolutely. And it, it's just become one of those things. Like I, I get more creative when I'm driving because I feel like you listen to music when you drive. So my brain just starts flowing. Oh yeah, with for sure. Songs and, you know, and sitting in a parking lot is just, you know, I might partake in a couple of blunts while writing, but yeah. <laughs> No, you can... You Jeff, that's the first thing out of Jeff's mouth. What do you get?
0: Smells like weed in here. Smells like weed.
1: Every time he gets in my car, well, it's it comes funny to is my that house. Like,
0: every time I, I'm like, yo, it smells like weed in here, you still get like this kind of weed is illegal look on your face. Like, All right, yeah, man. I was just smoking. Maybe. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was that? wasn't me. <laughs> that's a um, great one. <laughs> but yeah, no, I... I <laughs> You smoke so much fucking weed. I don't. I do get it. Weed makes me so paranoid, and I hate it. But I'm. still. I know. I wish you would get stoned. I'm on still me. trying to find that strain. You know? It's out there. It's out there somewhere. It's the called magical, crack. That's we do. we it's need to do crack. a buddy a buddy movie called The Magical Strain, where we where find one that doesn't make you paranoid. <laughs> We're just looking for a strain of weed that doesn't make me paranoid.
1: <laughs> and the whole movie, you're just freaking out and, uh, and rocking back and forth in a corner, crying. Yeah, dude, We're like, Not just, the strain. This is the one. It's
0: awful for me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just fucking lost, I,
1: I, dude. I, I mean, I'll tell you this though, Jeff. Like being in the studio and releasing my first like studio album, I haven't been this happy in like ten years. And I got I a can lot see it. of I can see stuff it. out. I got a lot of stuff about like exes and relationships and stuff. I'm feeling as so many songs that talk about things I've never even talked about before on the internet. And it's just like I don't know, man. I feel like happier than I've been in a really long time. So I'm I'm really stoked. Even if the album bombs and six people listens to it and everyone hates the motherfucker. I love the songs and I'll bump that shit all day long.
0: So Dude, I, I, that's I, all I love that. I love that for you. And I love the fact that you are so happy. I can definitely see how happy you are. It's definitely made a difference in your life. And I see how fucking pumped you get about making music. And right. you know, like another thing you do is you don't write shit down. You just fucking <laughs> you little way in it and you just fucking think of all of it in your head and you go for it, which is like really cool. Um, You know, it's because me, I'm like, I always at least write like the first four or five bars down and then. Yeah. You always write something down. Yeah. And then I'll just go. I Um, I have to, I have to sing the song 20 times in my head to get it memorized. Yeah. Which me, I'm just like, like our ADD is so different. Oh, (laughs) you know, like I I could never fucking do that. I have to go off for like a reference. And I did that when I did stand up too. It was the same way. I have like this little piece of paper that I would tape to the floor and it would just have bullet points. Oh, to hit? Yeah. But that's smart,
1: man. That's, I mean, that's the same thing with like writing a song list, you know what I mean? For when you're playing, but like, dude, do you miss doing stand up? I really miss it sometimes.
0: I, you know, I I miss it, but at the same time, I was so drunk when I did it. I think you would do it, man. You're really good at, but
1: see, you're a comedian who can fill eight to 10 minutes with, with a bunch of material. I'm more of like a Bert, you know, a Bert, uh, I can't pronounce his last name really well. Kaiser. Chrysler? Yeah, name, yeah. Burt, but Burt. Kreisner, yeah, the like Machine. That. Super he, funny guy. He's a storyteller. I need a spot on stand-up 10 to 15 minutes because that's like two or three stories for me. Strip club stories, other things like that yeah. that I tell in my stand-up, but it sucks because I only get like one story in. Well, I think that's, know, why, like that's why
0: this music thing is going to be cool for you because, I mean, if it does pan out the way I think it's going to pan out, then you'll be able to go on tour and you can have like little sections where you stop doing music on stage and you tell a story and do stand up? It's actually a good idea. But you don't have to call it stand up. <laughs> you can be a sit down comedian. Just sit down, fucking tell your story and then go right back into the music. I dude, I you know the one thing. This you've heard that the album and it's pretty
1: different. Every song's it's, a little it's different. definitely different. How the fuck am I going to perform these songs? It's going to go to a dance song to like a gospel oh, I, song. I, mean, I think that's to a country
0: song. That's the fun part about it though, you know. We got, I gotta have costumes for each one. I think that's the fun part about it, and uh, you know, with the the you don't want to reveal the name of the album yet. No, right? no, no, no. But yeah, I think yeah. the the name of the album is so fucking perfect, it's spot on. <laughs> For what the album entails and what it It's just a bunch of. of heartbreak
1: songs and songs to get drunk and, and high to, I guess. And songs to
0: dance to. And, yeah, little dance songs. Little you man. know, songs to hop in your dad's PT Cruiser and fucking go Yeah, I swear to God, if these aren't played in strip clubs, I'm going to lose my
1: shit. Well, you have all the connections to make sure that they're pay- played in strip clubs. So. I mean, if you're a dancer out
0: there and you're listening, you're not dancing to a Charlie Classic song. I hope you get no tips <laughs> on stage. I just want you no to, tips. to <laughs> walk over to the DJ <laughs> after this is out. All strippers. Calling all strippers. I want you to walk over to DJ after the sound and say, hey, play this playlist or I ain't dancing. (laughs) And the jury's out on that.
1: The most inappropriate noise in that fucking
0: moment. No, you heard it. That's such a a period on a sentence. Hey, man, take the fucking trash out.
1: (laughs) Dude, I wish I had a sound box where I could just play that all the time. You know... Back in the day, do you remember that they had a soundtrack machine?
0: Did you have a yak back? You remember a yak back? I
1: loved my yak back. <laughs> yak backs were
0: so dope, uh, dude. I feel like that was the that was the 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 telltale sign when you were a kid. Who was going to be funny on the internet with a yak back? Who had a yak back? Who had a talk boy? I
1: had a talk boy. Right. <laughs> dude back in the day had this little machine it was like a soundtrack machine it hooked on like your pants and stuff and it gauged like it bounced and had a little like thing in it that moved and it played the faster you walked it played different songs
0: i remember that it was like
1: a soundtrack to your life you can mm-hmm. put headphones in it or just have it play out loud that I, was, that, the was best. that was
0: advanced technology for that time
1: right, but um, like i liked running fast because it would play really epic music so everything i did i just like to walk fast
0: <laughs> amazing well, brother, that. I we're right at 55 minutes, so I'm gonna close this out, but I just thought of something really funny and really meaningful, and I I I just want to briefly get your opinion on it. Okay. Vine is the yak back of social media. Oh my. How many times do we make content just to see it loop like that? And then it became What people,
1: we talked about this. What people don't understand if when we downloaded all our vines before it shut down, my entire career on Vine was like 12 minutes and 13 (laughs) seconds.
0: Yeah, (laughs) dude, I I don't think I, I think it was 2,500, 2,500 vines I made. Let's see. Oh, God. I made 2,500 vines. You, you, and you put thought in your shit. I just send it. Times (laughs) six. 15,000 seconds. Divided by. What, 60? I don't know, but that's how I'm telling girls how long I fucked from now on. 250 minutes. 250 minutes. 250 minutes of content for six years. That's divided by 24. (laughs) That's that's roughly 10 days. Holy shit. For six years, we did that shit. Oh, man. That's crazy. That's That's crazy. crazy, (laughs) And I could be fucking terrible about the math, but... Hey. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, buddy, I love you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, definitely want to have you back at some point. I'm uh, always on. Is there anything you want to say before we, um, we get out of here? Check out my podcast, Total Shat Show, uh, uncensored, or censored version on Spotify, uncensored version on the Species site. You could, you could check that out, love all the places fans. you're checking this out. Total Shat Show with Charlie Classic. Charlie, love you, buddy, and we'll talk to you guys later.
1: Later.